It's like saying Cole Beasley's a better bloke than Vladimir Putin. Yes. It's all relative. He's slightly less shit than Vladimir Putin. Slightly less shit. That's the the hot take from this episode. Cole (laughs) Cole Beasley is slightly less shit a bloke than Putin. Oh, amazing. (laughs) And only because, you know, he's bombed less people. (laughs) I mean... Fewer people. We we don't know how many deaths Cole Beasley has caused. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's it's probably not unrealistic to say that there's a few. <laughs> I mean, and according to Vladimir Putin, Putin hasn't killed anybody. So, okay, so the hot take from this pod is that Vladimir Putin is less of a shit bloke than Cole Beasley. <laughs> Seems, well, it'd be very hard. Up. It'd be very hard if you were Vladimir to kill anyone because he sits in a room where no weapons are allowed in, miles from anyone at the far end of a table, as far as I can tell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah very difficult to kill anyone in that situation. That's that's fair. Yeah, All I right. bet. Oh. I bet Putin's fully vaxxed. <laughs> <laughs> Almost certainly. Welcome. This is the second off-season long snapper podcast episode of the year. I think. I know. We're here again. Um, I'm Adam. That's Pat. You can hear whooping. Hi, Pat. How are you? Hi. I'm good because Sutton are beating Oldham. Uh, <laughs> the slim chance that Stevenage managed to stay in the football league is alive. Um, Mark's here. Hi, Mark. Hello, you. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Uh, and Rich Newnham is here. Hi, Rich. All right, mate. Um, unusually working at the moment. I'm moaning about it. Oh, we we can't talk about that on air. Sorry, Rich. <laughs> I mean, we could. <laughs> It'd be very boring for our listeners. But I mean, that's and that's never stopped <laughs> stopped us before, has it? Right. Um, well, coming coming up, we're going to give you our definitive top ten stories of free agency um, ranked. Scientifically, can we um, put the so, uh, top of the pops music in the background? No, okay, um, <laughs> no, 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 we can't. <laughs> I mean, we could. This is, all, this, this is already going to be a hundred percent more uh podcast editing than you normally do in the off season. Oh, that's the thing. I was just thinking, like, it gets editing this every week during the season becomes a bit of a grind, you know, there's all the the music for the one census previews and stuff. I was just thinking to myself, off-season episode, <laughs> nice and easy, just just the stuff with the quiz, theme tune, done. Um, and now there's there's Top of the Pops. I've um, just ruined your mood, is what's happened. Just you shat have. on your parade. I mean, you haven't. I mean, I'm not putting the Top of the Pops music in here. <laughs> <laughs> just going to complain about it for a couple of minutes first yeah, and then yeah, move on. yeah. Um, you put the idea in my head, um, but before we do all that, um, obviously we'll we're going to have a little quiz. And Pat, you have prepared something, I believe. Certainly have. I've tried to combine two of our favourite things, and those two things are borrowing Cole Beasley and Vladimir Putin. Yes, <laughs> one of which is definitely a good bloke. <laughs> okay. And those things are. Um, popular TV quiz formats and obscure NFL players. We're, today Gosh. we're going to play 2021 regular season statistic pointless. 
first round will go Adam, then Mark, then Rich, then Rich, then Mark, then Adam. Snaky style, just for Craig, who isn't here, but still, you know, I like to keep it sweet. We are <laughs> going to be... <laughs> we are going to be looking at NFL receiving yards from the regular season. You will get 100 points if you pick the player... Uh, sorry, no, let's get this right. You'll get 99 points if you pick the player ranked first in receiving yards. You will get zero points if you pick the player ranked 100th in receiving yards. And if you go outside of the top 100, you get 100 points. Oh, God. To help you benchmark it, I'll give you the player who is currently 102, because 100 is a tie between two different players, so there's two different zero-point scoring answers. 102nd in receiving yards was Keelan Cole with 449 yards on the season. So you want players who got more than 449 yards last season, <laughs> including brains just tight ends and running backs and all that stuff. <laughs> okay, I think I think I get it. I'm very scared. So Adam, lead us off with someone you think received more than 449 yards last season. Uh, the sensible thing here would be to think of Tennessee Titans. Now, I'd somewhere in now, this is a, this is a bold start, but I think his total is somewhere in that ballpark of four hundred and something yards. Julio Jones. This typing. Julio Jones is a hundred and tenth on the season. Hey, Thirty-four yeah, yards. Yeah. Adam starts off with a hundred points. I knew he was in that ballpark. Um, Mark, give us a receiver. Well, yeah, give us a receiver of any position. Okay, um, I, I like the idea of going for someone that you know. So I that worked so well for me. Yeah, well, that's true. Um, I'm going to therefore go with again because I think they're probably around there. I think he's just. I'm sure he was just over 500. So I think I'm playing it a little bit safe. But I'm going to go with Dawson Knox. Knox. Dawson Knox. 66th with 587 yards, so that scores you 34 points. I'll take that. Rich. See, I'm going to go with someone that Mark also knows and was name-checked at the start of this because if he is less than 400 odd yards, I don't mind being furious at him, so I'm going to go with Cole Beasley. <laughs> Cole Beasley, 693 yards, 52nd place, scores you 48 points. Give us your second player. He's out injured for a bunch of the season, so I think he's in the sort of 500-ish yard range. Uh, George Kittle. George Kittle, 31st, 910 yards, 69 points. Nice. In only 14 games, it's very impressive. Mm. Uh, Mark is next. Um, okay, I will go with mainly because I think he lost, missed a lot of the season for various reasons and because he is who he is. Antonio Brown. Oh, interesting. With Adam territory here, but no, he's 80th with 545 yards, 20 points. Adam, finish off this round. I'm going to go with somebody who missed basically half the year but might be prolific enough um, Robert Woods Woods is 76 with 556 scores you 24 points 
So the scores at the end of round one. Mark on 54. Rich on 117. Adam on 124. We'll move on to rushing yards. We'll start this round with uh, Mark and go in the same order. Uh, 101st in rushing yards was Amir Abdullah with 166. So more than 166 (laughs) rushing yards, please. (laughs) Oh, God. That's really not very many, is it? My word. Um, Okay. (sighs) Do I go with Bills? I'm just not convinced that they... None of them got that many. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, they're probably not a million miles away from that. Um, all right. Let's think of someone like. Does it have to be a running back? No, it does not. Anyone who rushed. Okay. And what was 100, did he say? 166. Yeah, quarterback tempting here, aren't they? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm going to go for someone who rushes a bit, scored a few touchdowns earlier on in the season. Let's go with Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold, 89th, 11 points. Oh, nice. Next up, Rich. Mm, I've tempted to go with the obvious. That's D-by, the worst but... pointless choice you could possibly make. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I'm trying to find. I'm trying to think of rubbish running backs. It's quite a few of them. There are a lot of them, and that's the problem. Uh, uh, that was a horrible noise. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with Pat's favourite, Carlos Hyde. No, he's 80. Bloody hell! 253 <laughs> yards. Wow. <laughs> well, I'm shocked, but good stuff. Adam. Okay. Um, it's thinking of running backs that, like, they've either got to be a backup or third da- a third down back, but even mm. third down backs will get too many if they're, if they're decent. Yeah. I, l- I like the quarterback approach. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's just it's just picking picking the right guy. Um, I'm gonna go with Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is 67th with 334. So he actually got more than Carlos Hyde. Okay. 30 points, <laughs> <laughs> But you more... do get a second guess. Yeah, got more than I would have thought, so I need to turn it down a little bit. Um... <laughs> Let me try. Ooh. No, that... Uh, oh, oh. Baker Mayfield. Mayfield. <laughs> Mayfield, 112. That's another 100 points. He's <laughs> 100 points are keeping you behind Rich, so that's good. Rich. Uh, I'm going to take the Yang to Mark's Yin and go with Cam Newton. Newton. He's 86, 230 yards, 14 points. How has he got more than Baker Mayfield? Because <laughs> Baker Mayfield's basically been injured. So, Mark, if you can score 96 or less, you keep the lead. Okay. Um, I'm <laughs> going to go with someone who 
I picked up for my fantasy team because I didn't have any running backs, and he consistently got like less than five yards a game, um, having had a good start before I picked him up. So I'm going to go to the Eagles and go with Kenneth Gainwell, who really didn't. Gainwell. Kenneth Gainwell is 74, so you scored 26 points. He had 291 rushing yards. That sounds about right. <laughs> There's a certain amount of bitterness there. A little bit, yeah. Cheers, Kenneth. So the scores going into the final round are... Adam on 257, Rich on 151, and Mark on 91 with a commanding lead. Just needs to make no mistakes. Um, for Rich's peace of mind, your pointless answer in that round was Trey Sermon, and one place above him was Trey Lance. Oh, was, really? That was Trey Lance. Got, oh, just he did a lot rushing of rushing. He did a lot of rushing in two games. <laughs> yeah, really? There were there were a lot of moments where he just looked at the field, panicked, and ran. <laughs> yep. So, um, final round. We are doing total tackles for the season, solo and assists oh, combined. God. Um, oh God. What a crapshoot. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping for. It's a bit more desperate trying to think of linebackers. <laughs> Your first players who will score 100 points of being too low on the list is Tyron Matthew on 76, along with Legeria Sneed, Eddie Jackson, Taron Johnson, and a few others. So uh, you're looking for 77 combined tackles or more. Who's starting? Was it me? Rich is starting. Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> just thought I'd check. Yes. Uh, you said Tyron Matthew, and that put me... I'm tempted to go with Jimmy Ward as a safety. Jimmy Ward. Yeah, fuck it, let's do it. Oh, he's an IE, not a Y. That's why I'm confused. Jimmy Ward, 77. That is perfect. Uh, it's a four-way tie on 77, so not one, two, three. Three points. Safety's the way forward, not Very linebackers. Good. Wow. Bloody hell. <laughs> well, in Adam. That, in that case, I'm, I'm going to go with Kevin Bayard. Bayard. Bayard is 73rd on 88 total tackles, so that will score you 27. Enough, it's too many either way. You're needing mistakes whether you get bot first or second or not. Mark, you're on the river. See you at home. So, I was watching Total Access the other day. Humble brag. <laughs> yeah, I've done right for myself. I can afford Game Plus. <laughs> um, <laughs> I bet you're watching on colour television. <laughs> and, um, and they were talking about a certain like superstar defensive player and how if you actually look at his stats, he's not been like incredible, but statistically hasn't been as prolific as you might think. So it seems like a really stupid answer, but I'm going to go with Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald, 82nd with 84, 18 points. 109. Thanks, Total Access. So, if you can... It's all that, guy, isn't it? It's all, <laughs> it's all about the glory, but 
you know, getting down in the trenches and, and making all those tackles, he can't be asked, can he? Rubbish. Rubbish. <laughs> all money shot, no four place. No wonder Where's... that Maya didn't know who he was. Um <laughs> tackle, Aaron. Come on. 45 points or less, Mark, to win the game without anyone else having a second guess. We'll have them anyway, but still. All right. Um, I'm just, I'll play safe and go with a Bill who had a decent season, but again, doesn't Hugh, doesn't affect stats too much, and I'll go with our linebacker, Matt Milano. Milano. 78, 22 points, 86 tackles, 131 total points. So, Rich, you're not next. Adam, if you can get minus <laughs> 153 points with this guess, you will tie with Mark. <laughs> if he gets exactly number of, like number 100, then give him the win. Oh, well, that, I already that'll... did that. <laughs> Rich actually did as well because it's also <laughs> ranked by total tackles. So um, yeah. Thank you, Rich. Of course not. <laughs> All right. Um... Oh, I don't know. Um, why am I even thinking about this? This is over. <laughs> Go Brian <laughs> Tannehill. He must have made a tackle. How many tackles did he have? Probably more than he should have done, I imagine. Um, all right, let's, let's go with Amani Hooker. Hooker. Yeah, we'll just plump for a hooker at random. Uh, 171st with 62. It's another 100 points. <laughs> oh, no, I'll take that. And Rich, to finish us off, see if you can get another 0 pointer when you can't. Uh, see if you can get a 1 pointer. I, I, just because I like his name, Aziz Al Shair. And it means you can't spell it. Yes. Thank you for that. That's much appreciated. Aziz Alsha, he was 43rd with 102 total tackles. Okay, 57 points. Still better than Adam. All right. <laughs> so the final scores. Mark wins it with 131. Rich was second with 208. And Adam was third with 284. Give Mark some music. As ever. Fair enough. There you go. Enjoy that. <laughs> I, I enjoyed the, the look of panic on everyone's faces as Pat was explaining what we had to do at the point where you're like, but only, only the top 100. Anything else? Like, oh, my brain's just gone. <laughs> I, mean, I can't. I, I like that. That was a great quiz. I, I did like that. I mean, I, mean I, I didn't exactly take to it very well, as you can tell, but it's good fun. <laughs> you made Classic it interesting, and that's important. <laughs> anyway, yeah, thank, thanks for that, Pat. Um, but we are now going to get into the meat of our show, as promised. And it's this is structure and a format, the top <laughs> 10 free agency stories. Should we do, and this is, this is on impulse, should we do the thing where we do four minutes on each? And then... Yeah, I'm a little bit disappointed we haven't done a one sentence review for each uh, transaction. That would have been good. <laughs> that would have taken would about it? four hours. <laughs> Every single one. Well, you know, or maybe ninety no, percent of them being a dog. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, who cares? Who cares? The Jags. The Jags have signed kicker Brian Santoso. <laughs> And yet they still tweeted out happy birthday to their current place kicker. So I don't really know what's going on there. <laughs> um, well I also saw the, the Falcons <laughs> did a video for Matt Ryan to thank him for everything. And the, the video they did to 
thank Drew Brees when he retired was longer. <laughs> <laughs> that went down well. As, as we should all know, it's not the length that counts, it's what you do with the time. I, I mean... I, I'm, I, no I, good with, I'm no good with either, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I have got, this is really scientific, and we've already argued about this off air, uh, <laughs> but I've got our top 10 um, free agency talking points slash things that have, stuff that's happened. Stuff that's happened since we were last on, really. Um, yeah, let's let's do four minutes maximum on, e- on each. I suspect one or two of these will struggle to fill the four minutes. Um, but... <laughs> Just silence. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Starting with number 10, to be honest, which uh, is... Well, I mean, this he might be their starter, um, but Mitchell Trubisky, who inexplicably, inexplicably, um, unsayably, um, seems to have become like quite a sought-after player in three agency. Um, uh, but the Steelers have picked him up, and the Steelers needed a quarterback. He's desirable because he's cheap, right? <laughs> well, and I'd... and has potential upside, high ceiling narrative around him still strikes me as being one of those moves that is someone that isn't completely shit that they can hopefully give it to for six games while they bed in whoever it is they draft and that's how i see it going there's i think is it kenny pickett that plays for Pitt that they apparently really like um it kind of makes sense he's a steelers fan that there's a lot of talk that he's going to go there, but you don't necessarily want to throw him in right from the beginning. So you bring in a veteran who can hold the reins, is serviceable, and then when he starts to inevitably be shit, then they chuck it to the rookie. Should this even be in our top 10 on that basis? But I think the reason is it seemed to get a lot of interest. It seemed, and there seemed to be other teams that wanted him. I think the thing, with, the thing with Trubisky is that he is... He's, he was in such a shit show of uh, an offense at the Bears that I think. I and then going to say Bills for a minute. <laughs> no, but, but that, that's he looked very the, good that, at the Bills when he didn't throw the ball at all. But that's the <laughs> thing at the Bills. He's had a year he to could sort hold of, that clipboard. He looked good at that. <laughs> he's had that year to sort of take a step back and maybe have less panic and take a little bit of time to to you know reassess things, learn some stuff that he couldn't do because he was just thrown in at the deep end and that that bears like it was a mess it was an absolute mess there and i think everyone's seen that you know that coaching staff has all been thrown out i i don't know i think it's that i think it's the potential for upside has got gms excited they always get that thing of like oh this goes in a bad situation first time out he's not got too many miles on the clock let's see let's see let's take a punt we think we can do something more with him um so i guess that's it and he's got good weapons around him and he's got good coaching there so maybe it works out and he'll have a defense that might bail him out right well he um, had that bears right well <laughs> Just to bail him out. <laughs> yeah i guess yeah there, there are only so many things that can can prop you up i, I don't i don't i think you you must be right mark i mean it must be just a a quick stop gap. I think there's, there's, there's worse quarterbacks playing in this league at the minute than Mitch Trubisky. I think in the right situation with decent receivers and a serviceable offensive line, he'll, he'll do fine. He won't play the whole season, I wouldn't think, but I th- he'll, he'll be all right. 
Um, I'm going to make the executive decision to use the last 45 seconds to mention something that isn't on the top 10 list. And it's another QB who has is, is, uh, been traded out of Indianapolis to Washington, Carson Wentz, who is <laughs> certainly a, a worse, an inferior guy than uh, Mitchell Trubisky. Um, and Washington are going to pay him handsomely and take that contract. Absolute madness. It's the NFC East doing NFC East things again, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Just why? The real MVP is is Carson Wentz's agent. Yeah. <laughs> that that guy's a miracle worker. I mean, yeah. I guess what else do you? What else could you possibly want and expect if you're Carson Wentz? That's the four minutes for number ten, Mitchell Trubisky um, going to the Steelers. Number nine in our countdown, um, and. The, the Tennessee Titans have, having released Julio Jones, which I'm not sure everybody saw coming. It wasn't necessarily a surprise um, in and around Tennessee, given the, the injury uh, that had been plaguing him. Um, but he's, he's going to be on the market. He's still on the market. Um, but the Titans have kind of replaced him. I mean, it's not necessarily like for like uh, by trading for, uh, with the Rams for Robert Woods. And just give, just giving up a sixth rounder, and the Rams are going to pay his his bonus, and so the the cap hits only going to be ten million this year. So a pretty good deal, I think. Um, and he's somebody, yeah, he's been in the league. Mark, you'll know about him having him having been a Bill, uh, but he's yeah he's been in the league I think eight nine years something like that, and um, plenty of experience. He's just obviously he's had that ACL. Um, th- this year, um, and if he can recover from that, okay, um, I'm pretty excited by that. Depending on his injury recovery, he could be the second best wide receiver in the division. And you already have the first in AJ Brown. I know Colts fans will say Pittman's up there with him, and Pittman, whatever. It's um, <laughs> it's a move I don't like on the basis that it makes our division harder. So by that token, you'd say it was a good move from the Titans. Yeah, and well, we're gonna, we're going to come. Spoiler alert: we're going to come on to other receivers in the division very soon. Um, but no, it just it made a, a ton of sense to me. Um, give it, and it's been it's a it's a big void at that position. Um, and guys were sort of being being snapped up. Juju um, has <laughs> laughably. I mean, because the, the the Chiefs need more help, don't they? Um, but you know a lot of the free agents have uh, have gone elsewhere. Alan Robinson is now now at the Rams, and there just seem to be not that many guys left. But I think um, Bobby Trees, one of the good ones. I I really like him, and that is despite him having been a Ram for a while. And the the, the issue is that you're swapping one heavily injured wide receiver for potentially another one. It's it's the recovery, isn't it? You just it's a gamble on that front. If the gamble pays off, you've got a player there. I think it's it's a different sort of injury, though. Julio's hamstring issues, it was becoming clear, weren't going to get better. Um, and it's just a long-term, persistent problem. Um, I mean, I'm not saying the a- an ACL isn't a problem, but uh, if, if he can recover from that, and it sounds like everything's gone as well as it can, um, he, it's, yeah, it's just whether it's a, it's a full recovery, but if it can be... And it doesn't doesn't plague him. It's just it's not something that hopefully would would hold him back. Um, it's just if it if it, if it recurs, I guess. Um, but yeah, John Robinson likes to take a gamble on the 
uh, injured players. Um, and sometimes it comes off, sometimes it doesn't. I think you've got a far better chance with Woods than you would have done with Julio Jones. Um, yeah, unfor- yeah, unfortunately, for, for as ma- as amazing as Jones was in his pomp, he ain't that player anymore. And it felt a bit like that when the Titans picked him up. It was a gamble. It was, I don't think it was ever likely to work. This feels like a much more solid move to me. And it cost a sixth rather than a second. Yeah. Um, yeah much, much more reasonable price. Um, not, not that I regret the Julio Jones trade. I think you, you've got to, if that's where your team's at, um, you've got to speculate. I'd regret it more if you don't try and just sort of and take the, the safe approach. Um, but if you think you're in a Super Bowl window, um, you've, got, you've got to gamble on these things. Um, seven seconds left. Um, and I'm going to spend that seven seconds by telling you there's seven seconds left. So <laughs> there we go. Um, we are on to number eight in our countdown. And I just teased it. Um, the Jags shooting their load slash splashing the cash, whatever you want to call it, on some shiny-ish wide receivers. Um, yeah, I think they've done pretty well. Um, I'd like to see them pick up Amari Cooper. If they're going to pay that much money for Christian Kirk, you may as well push it a little bit further and get an out-and-out established wide receiver one. But I think they're gambling on Christian Kirk growing into that or maybe drafting someone to fill that role. Um, but they've picked up Kirk, they've picked up, say, Jones, who's a kind of tall outside threat. They've picked up Evan Engram, who has decently solid production every season. They've beefed up the offensive line with Brandon Scherf, who's probably the highest profile signing of any of them, multiple-time uh, pro bowler. I like Foley Fatukasi. They've picked up from the Jets as a good... Um, piece in the defensive line that we are we need beefing up at and the biggest one is probably um 100 points of pointless uh Aluakon <laughs> had the most tackles in the NFL last season um he beefs up our linebacking core given that we've re- released Miles Jack and Damian Wilson who were the um two main guys we had back there last year it's um a pretty patchwork linebacking core until you bring in the guy with the most tackles last season so there's more work to be done there, I think, but it, it it helps. For me, this is the classic case of team early in a rebuild overpaying free agents because they have to to get them in. And these guys are decent, but not top tier. Um, it'll be interesting to see what Kirk does when he's actually given a wide receiver one role because it's clearly some talent there, but he's been stuck behind some really top draw talent, you know, in, in the, the Cardinals. So all of a sudden you've got a decent guy, you know, good quarterback throwing to you, a uh, decent uh, offensive line and a couple of guys that you hope can be threats, but you just don't know if they can step up that next level. Um, but you're just having to pay them because you've got, you know, I don't know that you would have got Amari Cooper because I don't know that he would have wanted to go there potentially. Yeah. And that, and that sounds harsh, but it's what it was like at the 49ers in that first year of the rebuild where you just, you just have to accept that you can't compete for some of those guys. <laughs> the, bills, the bills have gone through that for 30 years <laughs> right <laughs> we yeah we've all we've all certainly been there yeah um, I, I don't mind i don't mind this they've, they've copped a bit of flack for the size of those contracts but as as rich says that's it's kind of what you've got to do um the, the alternative is you you don't pay people and you don't have anyone half decent um, and we and, saw what that looked like last season i don't want that again that was horrible 
Do you know? Do you know if they're front-loaded contracts? Because I'd assume that most of the guaranteed money's in year one and two, and then you can cut these guys if you bring in better talent later on. Yes, that's fair. They 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 mostly have get-outs, and a lot of the pay is towards the back end. I think so. It's not as bad as it looks when you see four years, eighty-four million. It's like four years, eighty-four million, but of that, like maybe fifty-four is guaranteed. So. It's not as bad as it looks on the surface. And um, as you say, it's needs must to get a reasonable competitive squad around Trevor Lawrence. And, you know, it's partly we have a legacy of fairly toxic head coaching, Tom Coughlin and then Urban Meyer. It's left the place with a legacy of um, a, a taint, if you will, that you can't fix just by bringing in Doug Pedersen and saying, well, he was good at his other place. So, you know, it'll be all right under him. There's a uh, a, a premium you have to pay players to make it worth their while coming to an organisation that might put them in a position that is unpleasant to work in for the time they're working there and we're paying the price of poor head coaching recruitment historically and time is up on our number eight in the countdown in up to number seven now here's a guy <laughs> who was going back to the Broncos um, just Buggered off to the Rams, got himself a Super Bowl ring, not his first of his career. Um, but he was he was going to go back to the Broncos, Von Miller. Um, and then suddenly, last minute, he's off to the Bills. Yeah, he is. You're getting drunk. I've <laughs> <laughs> no idea. Um, but yeah, <laughs> this, I did the um, I did the Bills UK podcast literally like an hour before this news broke. And we were talking about like the X factor that we need on on defense, and not one of us raised Von Miller because I don't think anyone even thought he was a possibility. Um, so we were going through a listing. You know, everyone assumed we were going to go for Chandler Jones. He'd been picked up, um, and then we were you're listing other uh, defensive ends. No one mentioned Von Miller. Like ten minutes after we finished recording, he was a bill. And so we had to go back and record again. <laughs> um, it's which yeah, is, which is just what we'd have done. hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. I, um, I love it where you get blindsided like that. Yeah, where something's just it's it's thrilling and you, the last thing anyone was expecting. Yeah, it was um, and it's you know, he's th- he's thirty three and it's a lot of money for a thirty three year old. I don't think there's any doubt about that. But um, if he provides us the thing that we were missing. On our on the defensive side of the ball, the the offense I feel can take care of itself at this point. Yes, we've got the weapons, we've got that side of the balls covered. What we were lacking um, a lot of the time last season in Buffalo was the ability to get to the quarterback. And if the Von Miller that finished last season is the Von Miller that turns up in Buffalo, he is that X factor on the end of the defense that Jerry Hughes hasn't been giving us for a good few years, and. It, it seems stupid to think that Jerry Hughes, you talk about Jerry Hughes can't do it anymore because he's 32. Well, Von Miller's a year older than he is. <laughs> and yet, it can but be. He's, he's Von Miller. And he's Von Miller. Yeah, it's, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's it's incredibly exciting. It's the type of free agent move. The Bills haven't made a splash in free agency of this type for a long, long time. Um, so to go out and get someone that's got that level of ability is, is yeah, it's bloody brilliant. I'm so happy. The only thing that I was surprised by this was the fact that obviously he had a lot linking him to the Broncos and this happened after the Russell Wilson trade. So I can only assume that the Broncos maybe priced themselves out, didn't have enough cap room 
to sign him. <laughs> shit, but, shit, we ran out of money again, Wilson. <laughs> right. But, no, but the, the, bills, is, the bills are just better, mate. That's, that's what happened. Well, I don't know, because this is the thing. Surely, if you're looking at going back to your, you know, your, your club as he sees the Broncos, and all of a sudden you've got Wilson back there as quarterback, you'd be like, yeah, sign me the fuck up. This is going to be a competitive team this year. And maybe that was... I just don't know whether it was an either or, but I mean, obviously he's in a great spot at the Bills. That's, you know, that's a squad that should go deep into the the playoffs again this coming season. Yeah, and like, like I was, I'm stunned he hasn't gone back to Denver, especially with Russell Wilson there. Um, but I'm I'm absolutely delighted he's chosen to come to Buffalo. I, I love the fact that I don't know where these money comes from, because at the, <laughs> at the start of the day. Or like two, a couple of days beforehand, we were six million over the cap limit, and yet since then we've managed to sign Von Miller on the one of the biggest contracts in defensive player history, and we've picked up like six other players. No idea how. But we've said it, this before. The cap's just a myth. Just doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it, it, it does help that it's only fifty-two million of that hundred and twenty million that's guaranteed. So you, there's yeah, yeah, clearly yeah. some shit going on there that they've got. I don't know, voidable years or whatever. Well, in, everyone has out. this thing at the minute, don't they, where they transfer like something to signing bonus to something else, and it screws the figures. And like you rightly said, a lot of his uh, money's backloaded, so it's it's not as much there as. There we it. go. Time's up. It's fu- it's funny how uh, you feel that much more easily than any of the others. Um, <laughs> go Bills. <laughs> Right, number six. Now, is a, there's a link to something else that's coming up that we're going to talk about again. Um, but out of Green Bay to Las Vegas has gone <laughs> Devontae Adams. Um, Can we talk just... about this and the other one at the same time? Let's give it eight minutes. <laughs> well, we could they are, do. They're so intrinsically linked. It's, it's, it's... Yeah, yeah, why not? Let's, let's do that. Our number four is uh, Aaron Rodgers um, signing his uh, chunky new contract, having fooled everybody into thinking he was going to disappear elsewhere or might have disappeared elsewhere, having theatrically narrowed it down to four teams and then just sticking with the Packers. Um, so that's our number four and our number our number six, um, Devontae Adams going to the Raiders. Um, it's absolutely hilarious, um, the timing of it all. <laughs> it's so I mean, good. The two most interesting things about this deal is that... Um, Adams was offered the same terms in Green Bay and chose to leave to go to the Raiders because there is Boyhood Club. And I think there's an element of... And he played with Derek Carr as well at Fresno, didn't he? That's true. That's that's something that he wanted to do again. But I think there's an element of it as well that the Packers could have offered him that up front. And instead they franchise tagged him and fannied him about. And in the end, he was just like, do you know what? You're paying this because someone else has said that's what I'm worth and you want to keep me. And you could have done that up front. I'm going to go to the place that actually wants me. And it's also interesting that apparently Aaron Rodgers knew he was leaving. It wasn't a shock to him after he signed the contract. Oh, I'm actually losing my main weapon. And it's really hard to understand what the Packers are doing right now. Because, like, are you all in or are you not? Because now you've gone all in on <laughs> Rodgers, but his receiving weapons are Tonyan and Lazard and... Well, the might be leaving as well. They've re-signed his Randall up. Cobb and Amari Rogers, so it's it's threadbare back there. It's a baffling set of affairs, and you know the Raiders—they're going to pe- spend money massively on a really blue chip project and then crash it into a wall. It's what they always do. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't talk about crashing things uh, in terms of the Las Vegas Raiders at the no, moment. I think no. that's still a sensitive subject, <laughs> particularly when it comes to wide receivers. It's apt. Have they 
Have Green Bay just assumed that he'll stay and been completely complacent about this? The franchise tag doesn't seem to work anymore. It just seems to piss people off. And it used to be a sort of insurance. If you can't, you know, you can't quite get that long-term contract sorted out in time, you could use it on somebody to to push that problem um, another year. Um, but it's just annoying players now. And they're not accepting it. And they're demanding to go elsewhere or demanding... Well, demanding more from it. it. It seems to me that 10, 15 years ago, every team would use the franchise tag every year on somebody like that and it would work. And now it's not. I don't know if it's, if it's player power. I think players are more aware of the fact that they want a long term. They want the long term security of a three, four, five year deal rather than a one year. Yes. OK, it's a big payday because of where it's benchmarked. But ultimately, that isn't helpful if you then do your ACL that season or, or get a horrible injury. And I think players just want, they know they can earn those big money contracts somewhere else. So they want that big money and they want to get it for multiple years. And I, I can see it like more and more NFL contracts are becoming highly guaranteed for those guys where they're earning that contract between that sort of 25 to 27 year old start point for the contract. So, and he's right in that window, right? He's such an in-demand guy right now that there's no reason for him not to push for a long-term deal. And I, I agree with Pat. I have more to say, but that's it. <laughs> well, no, it's not because oh, no, wait, another four, four minutes. minutes. Oh, hey, okay, well, carry on. Half time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I agree with Pat. I think that there's there's an element here of you piss someone off by messing them around when you know that they want a long-term deal with you and you get them to a point where they're like, you know what? I don't care anymore. You could offer me you know, 20% more and I'd still go somewhere else because I've already made my mind up that that's what I want to do. And if you've got to pick between Vegas and Green Bay, I mean, just as somewhere to live. I know where I'm going. <laughs> yeah. Do you think there's an element as well into this? And, you know, it, it might be the case or not. But do you think there's an element that he, like Devontae Adams just knows that Aaron Rodgers is a bit of a shit bloke and can't <laughs> be bothered to put up with it anymore? And he'd rather go and play with his college buddy in, in Vegas and have a good time. And, you know, like you rightly said, it's Las Vegas. I, I can't see mm. Las Vegas winning a Super Bowl. I don't know why. I just can't. Um, Devontae Adams makes them better and he's clearly brilliant but the idea that Carl's going to be throwing you the ball I don't I don't want to and I can hear Craig um, he's he's already annoyed at what I'm about to say but is is there an element that Devontae Adams is just been made to look better than he is by Aaron Rodgers all these years Um I'm not sure but I'm not sure we'll find out we'll find out yeah 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 I, I, I don't know it's good. I mean, I, I don't think Aaron Rodgers necessarily makes like he hasn't made Marquez Valdez Scantling look like a, an absolute world beater, has he? Um, it's we'll, we'll see. Mm. I, 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 I think he's just thought, fuck you to Green Bay. He's had enough of it. He doesn't think they're going to win a Super Bowl. He's sick of the atmosphere and he wants to go and have a bit of fun. Good for him. And the background to all of this is the entirety of the AFC West has gone mad in free agency and it looks like an absolutely <laughs> stacked division. It's going to be brilliant for the neutral and horrible if you're in there and having to fight for everything. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be a fun one next year. But and I, we, I, I think it actually of... makes a lot of other teams in the AFC. Like I'm, I'm not at all disappointed that the AFC West is like it is as someone who supports a team in the AFC East because all they're going to do is take loads of games off each other and make getting the number one seed that much easier. 
that's how we've got to look at it, Mark, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Any of those teams can easily yeah. beat. I can't see anyone being like that much significantly better than the rest. So if they keep beating each other into the ground, then I'm all for that. We, you sort of briefly touched on it, Adam, going back to the, the Green Bay situation. Rogers, if he knew that Devontae Adams was leaving, I don't know what he's doing signing a contract there. Like You're now sticking around for the first bit of a rebuild, effectively. I don't get yeah, what he's getting what out of this other than $150 million. I don't get why Green Bay would offer it though. to him. Yeah, I don't. It's, it's baffling. It makes no sense. Pat said it. I don't know what they're doing there. No, yeah. it's he could have gone and like contended. He's without Devontae Adams, they're not contending. I can't. I just can't see it. They they weren't. They didn't manage to contend with him. Who's he throwing the ball to now? He can't throw it to fucking Robert Tonyan every down. Uh, they'll probably draft somebody who'll be the next Jordy they don't, Nelson. They or don't whoever. draft wide receivers. They never have. Well, they, they, they seem to wind up with them. I don't know. It, well, they, I don't know. It's just, I, I find it, I find the whole thing weird. How you would bring back your really, really old veteran quarterback who doesn't really want to be there until you offer him one of the biggest deals in NFL history and then get rid of his main weapon. It's just, it's weird. There we go. Um, 10 seconds left. Ha ha, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Couldn't have happened to a nicer bloke. There we go. Um, Let's hope Cole Beasley ends up there. Oh. <laughs> he's <laughs> he's going to end up point. somewhere. Anyway, that's uh, that's not in our top 10, shockingly. <laughs> um, number five. Um, just This just sums up the fact. How is this number five? Um, given a free agency, um, everything that's going on. It's just bonkers this year. Um, another blockbuster trade, um, Indianapolis um, picking up Matt Ryan from the Atlanta Falcons, who have been moribund, should we say, of late. Um, Dead or dying. This, is, this transforms the Colts, in my eyes, given what they've gone through the last two or three years at that position. Um, Matt Ryan isn't everybody's cup of tea and I think that's largely unfair he's perhaps he's certainly getting older he's been declining whether whether that's his fault or not is another matter I can see this I can see this working I suspect not all of you will agree with me well I mean I joked about this in the season that Matt Ryan will be the perfect recruitment for the Colts because he's the next on the conveyor belt of quarterbacks for their retirement castle we had Rivers, and they got all excited because Rivers had sometimes looked off half decent if you don't look at the throw in motion, <laughs> and he was meh. And then they got Wentz, and they were all, oh, he's a former MVP. He might be really good, and he was even worse, and it was predictable. And now we've got Ryan, whose best days look like they're behind him, and he might have a bounce back because he's behind a slightly better offensive line with slightly better receiving weapons, but it doesn't scare me. I think the business they've done is good because they got rid of Wentz, who was pish, and they got better draft pick returns and a less oh, it's, it's contract great to handle the right with Wentz and now this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But it doesn't scare me like some of the free agency moves have from other places. So yeah, fine, whatever. I, can't I think, think it's new. I think it makes them a very, very competent offense. He's going to be—he's not going to be a flashy guy, but he's going to come in there and he'll be able to run that offense. And you know, it's a—it's a run-heavy offense already, so he's not expected to put up stupid numbers but they've got decent wide receivers i i can see them being a very decent team and i can see them being in that playoff hunt next year if, if they can protect him, that. if they can protect matt ryan he'll 
he'll play well for them. And they've got they've got a good offensive line and they've got a brilliant running back, which helps the quarterback so much. I think like last year, you, you look at what he had in in Atlanta. He was still the he was still eleventh in passing yards on the season. Um, I, you put him in an offense that can keep him upright with an option to run the ball as well. I think, uh, yeah, I I'm, I worry about the Colts. They were good enough like last year in on certain games. They absolutely twatted the Bills in the regular season with Carson Wentz. You put a decent quarterback there, I think they've got a really, really good chance, unfortunately. Um, it's just another fucking AFC team that's really good now. Um, but I, I, I really like I really like the move. I think Matt Ryan is is an excellent pickup for them. And yeah, he's getting on. But I didn't have when they when they got Rivers and Wentz. I I didn't have the same buzz about that as I would do about Matt Ryan. I think he's a different caliber altogether than those two. Um, I'm I'm with you. Quick quick word on the flip side of this: the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> I mean, if the AFC are improving, the uh, this this team are just somewhere right at the bottom of the NFC, the National Football League as a whole. Um, they've got unbelievable cap problems, partly as a result of this, but just generally, um, it gets might get better next year. But this is if there's a tanking year about to happen, it's this one for them. <laughs> um, they've picked up Marcus Mariota, who I get, I'm guessing will be their starter. Um, he might get killed. You've got to feel sad for him, surely. <laughs> oh, well, I, I feel happy for him that he's got a starting job, but it's not the one you'd want for anybody. Doesn't, doesn't this I, make... I think he'd be better off being a backup somewhere where they might, the, the oh, start maybe. might hedge and he gets behind a decent offensive line. <laughs> doesn't this make the whole Kyle Pitts pick last year all that much weirder as yeah. well, right? Yeah. Totally yep. strange because they're you, you're clearly blowing it up. So why are you why are you chucking away? Baffling, but not not baffling enough that we can talk about it any further. Um, on to <laughs> number well we we covered number four, um, Aaron Rodgers. On to number three in our countdown. Oh, do we have to talk about this? The soap opera of Tampa Bay. Um, <laughs> Fuck off, he, Brady. Retired, he unreti- but then he said, "Oh, I haven't retired yet." Schefter jumped the gun. Then he actually retired. Then he spent a month away and free agency, the deadline's approaching. And so he had to make a decision. Oh, and he's coming out of retirement. Um, having just spent a nice day at Old Trafford in the corporate box with Lee Mack or um, <laughs> whoever else. Oh, go away, Tom. I'm bored. <laughs> the whole thing, it's, it's all such horseshit, isn't it? The whole like... Oh, you know, there's still still got stuff to prove. Fuck off, do you? Just the world was Unfinished a better pl- business. With yeah, what fuck, fuck off. The world was a better place with him gone. <laughs> <laughs> From it. You're making him sound like a zombie. <laughs> just, oh. just uh, you know, it was. I was happy. <laughs> and then back he comes, just a piss everybody off again just go away and the annoying it makes it makes the buccaneers they've gone from being you know like contender to all of a sudden they were on their ass to contender again they're you know clearly in a in an nfc where it's potentially not the strongest we've already talked about green bay um they're probably one of the favorites for the nfc again yeah um yeah you'd think they'll win that division he might get that eighth ring. 
Fuck off. <laughs> There's no way. We can't live in a world where the AFC is as stacked as it is and Tom Brady is still winning Super Bowls. Can't happen. They've somehow made their receiving core even better. I don't know how they quite manage it, but they have. They picked up Russell Gage, retained Evans and God, Godwin. Godwin and all that lot. So it's... Gron- Gronk will be back, of course. They then, might have had to lose OJ Howard. Fournette signed again. Fournette's resigned, I saw. Yeah, yeah. They're all back. They're all back because Tom's quite a big there. contract for now. I'm not entirely convinced by that one. Well, we'll Tom's see. staying. If Tom's going to stay, then I'm coming back. Just fuck off. <laughs> the big one might be, I've forgotten the O-lineman's name who retired, but getting him back. Because he was only 29. If he unretires... Oh, he'll, he'll come back. He'll take a pay cut. He'll come back. They'll all just do whatever Tom wants them to do. Oh. Oh, do you know what? Let's not give us its four, four, four minutes. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> Number two in our countdown. Um, I, I think I might want to give this more than four minutes. This is, um, the, I mean, this, this for me is number one. This is the biggest story in the NFL. This is, you know, I get the other one is probably is a better player, um, but because of the ramifications it goes, both it goes on beyond the field, football. it goes beyond football. This, this is, this is one of the biggest stories in America at the moment, and it's, it, yeah, I, I still don't know how I feel about it. Well, I do know. I know exactly how I feel about this. <laughs> if you haven't figured it out already, we're talking about just Sean Watson um, and the price that the Cleveland Browns have paid, which is which is high to say the least. Um, Houston are well, I'm sure, very glad to get this done, get this off their books, and they've got well capital to rebuild, um, which is what they're going to be doing now. Um, it's uh, it's fallen pretty nicely for them. Um, Cleveland have got oh. Talk about the football side first. They have got a very special player. No two ways about it. He didn't play last year for off-field reasons, but um, there's no doubting the man's talent, his ability. Um, it's it's a great footballing move if you can decide you can afford that amount of capital on a on a quarterback. No no doubting that whatsoever. But um, it's a distraction. I'm confused as to what significant change there's been beyond what happened last offseason, what's happened this offseason, that means that he'll be okay to play this year when all of last year. It's, I mean, I know that the um, criminal lawsuits have come and gone and they've sort of been gotten rid of, but these these civil lawsuits <laughs> are still kicking around and the criminal stuff only popped up like a third of the way into last season. So are the Browns just sticking their heads in the sand and ignoring it, whereas the Texans actually gave something of a shit about the allegations that were going on? Like- I, think they're, I think they're fully aware that there's a chance that he may still get banned because if you look at the, the numbers that of the, I think the first year of his contract, it's a million dollars. Yeah. Right. So they, <laughs> okay. they even know that there's a chance that he is a shit bloke and are paying him to mean that, oh, if you get banned because you're such a shit bloke, you're not gonna. It's not gonna affect you too much. Don't worry about it, Deshaun. So it's, it's shit bloke and what's become a horrendously shit organization. But you've given up so much draft capital. If he then ends up, you know, getting banned, this not is, playing, is, like this it's is ridiculous, surely. <sighs> On a footballing level, it's fine. But uh, given the chance that, so imagine if he doesn't play a down for Cleveland, right. and they've given up what they have. And but, I think there's the. Quite apart from the fact that if he gets banned, 
and you know what's your should you have made the move based on the fact that there's a chance he might be going to get banned for what he's done that to me is enough to mean that no team should go anywhere fucking near the bloke quite apart from the fact that he may get banned just because of what he's done should be enough to make anybody not pick you up and i know that there's you know a lot of people would argue all oh, their allegations blah blah fuck off are the allegations Th- that amount of women don't come forward and say that he has done whatever he has done to them and they're not all lying about it and if if there's if the, the fact that he could get banned because he's a sexual predator means that he shouldn't be able to be on an NFL roster. Yeah, that's another question, isn't it? Should the NFL have already has stepped in on this and said he just isn't going to play until this gets sorted oh, out? Well, 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 where's, well, where's was the, it Schefter or Rappaport that seemed thrilled about it? I don't know. Oh, Schefter. Like... Yeah, he was delighted. He said, "Oh, now he's going to get the chart. Fuck off." I th- like, he's not guilty. I think he like the court said he's not guilty. Well, no, they have. They've just said he's, you know, it. It's, it shouldn't be down to the NFL as much as it should be down to the Cleveland Browns to realise the optics of how this looks. And there's the amount of people that have, are going to stop supporting them. I I know of one, a Man United supporting mate of mine who is a season ticket holder that has cancelled his season ticket because of this. Um, because of this trade, he's cancelled his Man United season ticket because uh, <laughs> Sean Watson's gone to Cleveland. <laughs> no, his, his, his Cleveland Browns one, and good, out, more power to him. Out of interest, how does he feel about Cristiano Ronaldo at Manchester United? I mean, it's it's an interesting <laughs> it's an it's, it's an interesting topic. I don't like I don't think he's the biggest fan in the world, um, but yeah, it, I mean, I you're mean, not wrong. It's... You're not wrong by any stretch of the imagination, but. All right, we've got to number one in our countdown. Um, let's recap the top ten. Pick of the pops. <laughs> do, um, do, in... do, 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 at number eight, a non-mover this week, the Jags splash the cash on Zay Jones, Christian Kirk, and a few others. At number seven, um, Von Miller, a new entry um, on his way to Buffalo. At number six, um, falling from <laughs> falling from higher heights, Devontae Adams is off to the Raiders. At number five this week, uh, Matt Ryan in the blockbuster trade is on his way to Indianapolis. At number four, a non-mover. In every sense, Aaron Rodgers is staying put in Green Bay at number three. Oh, Tom bloody Brady. Number two, the Sean Watson. Entry. <laughs> 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 number two, the Sean Watson, as we just said, has been traded to Cleveland. And this week, number one, um, number one story from free agency. Finally. Um, he's honest. Well, I think he's done with Seattle. Um, he's going elsewhere. Russell Milton. Um, it's, uh, <laughs> well, both Russells could be on their way to Denver, uh, but Russell Wilson certainly is. Um, again, a huge price paid, um, but boy, you don't pass up the opportunity to to get someone like that. And they're pretty stacked around him. Um, how about this one? The Broncos look so strong now. He's joining a really good receiving core. 
the defense is still pretty strong and they've recruited well around um, the other free agency positions. So, yes, they gave up some good players and some important draft picks to the Seahawks, but the Broncos win this trade and the Broncos push themselves to possibly be in the favorites in a very strong division. It's a huge move for them and a real like franchise altering thing that they've got going on there. It's going to be great watching them next season. <laughs> yeah, that that AFC West, as as we've said already, blimey, um, it's. I why why would you not do it, um, if if you're almost anybody in the league, um, it just it transforms your team overnight, um, there, and there are there aren't many players in history that can do that, uh, but but this one can. I mean, Rich, uh, from a Seattle perspective, um, they've been in mild decline the last few years and and from their side it's, it probably makes some sense as well i'm um, delighted to see him out of the I'm nfc sure, west <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you're delighted but <laughs> they're, they're going to be in full rebuild mode now aren't they um and it <laughs> it absolutely makes sense from a seahawks perspective he was done with them probably last off season but they managed to convince him to stick around he obviously didn't see changes made that he wanted to see made they get a bunch of draft capital and they're now in in full rebuild the biggest question is whether their gm's actually capable of leading that that rebuild in a meaningful way because their their drafting's been fucking terrible for about four years now uh but yeah seattle it, this is this is going back to basics and and just trying to trying to get something off the ground again and i think this is something that should have happened probably three years ago and if you did it three years if you blew it all up three years ago you might have actually kept russell wilson around for longer if he'd had just one season dealing with this shit instead it's been three or four seasons back to back and you can you can understand why the guy wants to go somewhere else get paid and uh and play some good football again and I think they're going to do just that, aren't they? Um, it's obviously a tough division, as we, as we keep alluding to. But uh, I oh, mean, there's going to could... be some massive shootouts. Can you imagine the shootouts that we're going to see in that division next season? Wilson against Mahomes twice right. a year. Amazing. I, 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 the Chargers, the Chargers with the how their how their defense is now looking stacked, and Justin Herbert, who's just going to get better. Uh, and Derek Carr. Oh, well. I mean, the Raiders. The Raiders are going to be exciting. Yeah. My favourite bit of this was Jerry Judy tweeting after Aaron Rodgers decided to stay in Green Bay with his little sad face, and then about an hour later, when it was announced they've got Russell Wilson, just just tweeted out, "Oh no, we're good. We're fine." I think it was, I think it was seventeen minutes between tweets. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, we're good. Fine. I'm all right with that. Amazing. I think offensively, I think it's a really good move for them. Um, I think that there's still holes on the Broncos' defense. Um, they they really need Von Miller back. Oh no, wait, he's gone somewhere else. Um, <laughs> but there's that there are still some holes on the defense, which were there last year. And um, I, I like them in their secondary. I think other than Bradley Chubb up front, they're not quite as strong as they might be. But it 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 makes them a contender for. I mean, they're they're playoff bound. Surely you would think. It certainly gives their new coaching staff something to work with. You think yeah. if, the, if that coaching staff hits the ground even vaguely running, they'll be in a really, really good situation. Yeah, and they've got previous to this, haven't they? As as you alluded to last last week, they've got previous with bringing in like wily veterans that are, you know, top talents have won Super Bowls previously and getting to the big dance again. So who knows? There we go. That's a, a top. Te- that's free agency. 
Well, you, it's done. I'll tell, I'll tell you what. It, it normally, I, I, not any other year, half this stuff doesn't happen, and you can sort of look ahead to a new season. And you might get the odd major quarterback change or the draft will change teams. Teams will get better. Teams will get worse. Um, but you've kind of got a broad idea of where a lot of teams are because you watched them last year. This feels different. I, I don't. There are going to be so many things that are possible to work out. It's, it's ridiculous. Like it... It's ridiculous that J.C. Jackson and Khalil Mack didn't even make the top ten going to the Chargers. Like, I mean, Pat's mentioned it a couple of times, but that that would be like top three most off seasons. Yeah, you knew it was going to be mad when within the first day of free agency, Jacksonville had spent more than all but four teams spent in total last year. <laughs> <laughs> it's the dominoes thing as well once you have one of those big trades you just see them one after another things start to topple yeah this is kind of i think what a lot of people assumed would happen last year when they were talking about that major qb carousel that's just happened a year later than yeah. um, than people thought and i like it i think it makes it exciting and a, a lot of fresh faces and new places I, i'm all for it part, part of the reason i guess is the lack of talent supposedly coming out of college this year so that the, the yeah. draft isn't stacked with the aren't that many decent qbs um next year by all accounts is going to be better so maybe maybe that's part of the reason that teams are panicking a bit like we we're not going to be able to do it in the draft we've got to go and get someone now even if it comes at a cost <laughs> yeah. i'm here like for mitch, it. like mitch trubitsky <laughs> <laughs> the yeah, one... hats off to uh randy gregory for flipping the visa jerry jones and jumping ship to uh, Denver at the last minute. I really enjoyed that move. Yes, that was brilliant. <laughs> yeah. oh, well, what the two... Oh, excuse oh, oh, me. I'm oh, keeping you up, mate. I did not want to hear about Randy Gregory. There was a, another last-minute change of heart. I've forgotten who it was. There were one or two of those. Just every, everything that's happened. J.D. Um, McKissick did it to the Bills and um, I think went back to Washington because he'd much rather, play, much rather play on a team with Carson Wentz than Josh Allen of. Good, good work, <laughs> J.D. <laughs> Some, yeah, something's at play there. He, he um, was worried that you were going to try and turn him into an all-down back. <laughs> yeah. Worried. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's him that should be worried. Uh, but there, there you go, that's... Uh, the Long Snapper podcast, having having wrapped up free agency in about 17 fewer episodes than anyone else will have done. Um, it, it might not be done. There's probably other stuff. There'll be other, other bonkers things that will happen. And we might never talk about them if we're not on for another three months. <laughs> um, but who, who knows? We promised that before and yet we're recording this. So, you know. How long is it since the last one? I reckon it's two or three weeks. It's not yeah, actually that. that long. About that. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, folks. We feel like we've let you down. <laughs> <laughs> what? Because we've recorded again? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were expecting to say, "Get a break from us," but no. Well, why not? You know, do do more of these in the off season and just not bother when the season starts. Maybe that's the future. <laughs> um, all right. Any other business? And yeah, then we then we can get out of here. I mean, it's a lengthy lengthy pod already but um that's how we like it um mark 
I haven't really got. I haven't really got anything. <laughs> I was. I was going to whinge about. Um, I bought like a, a phone charger thing that I could charge all my things on from Amazon, and it died after like thirty five days. And their policy was that you. It was. It, I couldn't replace it after thirty five days because it was after thirty, even if it was defective. And um, and I was. What? I was going to kick off. Yeah, I know. It's, it seems bonkers, doesn't it? But you you weren't allowed. So I was going to kick off about that. But then I rang Amazon today, and they said, "Oh, don't worry, we'll do it." And they've given me my money back. So you know, fair enough. Good for them. Um, <laughs> so I've, I've got nothing else to talk about. <laughs> Okay, Amazon gave you some good service. Yeah, well, initially, <laughs> but they saved themselves, so thanks. Yeah. And I, and uh, the Formula One was good. I'm pleased that that's back, and um, and it was delightful after the end of last season to see the the Red Bulls um, falling over themselves at the end of the race. That was good. So fuck you, Red, Red Bull, and fuck you, Max Verstappen. Mm, I feel it might be a bit tainted this year, but well, and perhaps forever. But we'll see. I mean, yeah, he's not a world champion. Uh, Pat, any other business? I want to talk about TikTok because I'm aware. (laughs) About time you did. (laughs) It's it's not a thing for me, right? And I'm aware. I'm shocked. (laughs) I'm aware that some corner of it involves daft dancing to chirpy music, which I would find intensely irritating were it in my face much of the time. But it's hidden away somewhere else for someone else to enjoy and that's fine it's not hurting anyone but companies have seen it now and they think oh this is really cool let's put that on our adverts and there's just this increasing uh, number of irritating tiktok dance ripoff adverts spilling into the youtubes and the itvs and stuff and so just just for those companies for every person you pick up from that you make a grumpy old man like me say, fuck you, I'm never using your product ever. Get out of my face with this nonsense. So. <laughs> oh, and, and thanks to Sutton for beating Oldham 3-1 and leaving us just above the dreaded dotted line. Go on, Sutton. Where, where, can, where can people hear you talk about that? Um, we do Boropod the day after every Stevenage game of the last five, and we'll continue to do so until we lose the will to live. And Ket's <laughs> been on now as well, hasn't he? He has, yes. Yeah, it was only a matter of time. <laughs> he's a good lad I <laughs> he absolutely is um, don't tell him um, Rich any other business sir uh, I've not got much really either I'm like Mark delighted with the return of some motorsport fun in in my terms it's two wheeled MotoGP is back and it is just as bonkers as it's always been which is great oh and I've been watching MotoGP Unlimited which is their version of the uh drive to survive formula one thing um it's less sensationalized quite an interesting insight into some of those guys and their mentalities uh and some of the stories that happened last year so if you like motorsport go and go and watch that it's pretty good okay i will there was a yeah the crash at the weekend was absolutely absolutely mark has one yeah i mean he might be done sooner rather than later he just he, he can't ride the way he used to and do that at his age now Oh, that was frightening to frightening yeah. to watch that. Um, I'm going to finish with some light relief, hopefully, or oh, well, give you the opportunity to share some light relief. Um, a Twitter account that I've discovered very recently. It's been around a while by the looks of it. Um, at depths of wiki, depths of Wikipedia, and it's a combination of really random stuff and just funny things that are on Wikipedia somewhere, and it's sort of 
mixture of anything really screenshots um just loads and loads of random stuff it's going to be a very entertaining follow i'll give you a couple of examples um, of wikipedia pages that exist um there's a, a whole page and whole article on hotel toilet paper folding <laughs> um <laughs> article about March the 14th specifically, which is Pie Day in America because they can't get their dates the right way around, um, 314. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but apparently it's also Steak and Blowjob Day, um, which was uh, created in the Czech Republic as a male response to Valentine's Day a month earlier. On this day, women are purportedly supposed to cook a fillet steak and perform fellatio on a man in response to cards, chocolate and flowers given by men on Valentine's Day. Um I don't even know who this is. It's sure just a screenshot. Day of the year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, in fact, I do know who it is. Ralph L. Obendorf. Anybody know him? Nope. Um, nope. He's uh, he's an English. Sorry, he's a well. He might be English. A uh, uh, professor of crop physiology at Cornell University. He's probably American. Um, he's definitely American. That's neither here nor there. Um, you know how you get with an article, it will have the different categories in the article, and it's got the screenshot of the categories that aren't expanded. So it's personal life, university life, research, flatulence. <laughs> <laughs> no, no context whatsoever. Wonderful. Um, and finally... Um, Again, I don't know who this this guy is. I mean, I can I could check. And um, this is, Ale well, Alexander Abian, um, and the 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 tweet just says, "Who am I to say this guy isn't onto something?" Um, moonless Earth theory. Abian gained a degree of international notoriety for his claim that blowing up the moon would solve virtually every problem of human existence. There you go. I mean, it would end it. So he's sort of right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, correct. One minor drawback. <laughs> yeah. Um, there you go. Give that a follow. It's, uh, I think that's going to be a bit of fun. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, that, that's it. Um, in a in a crazy world. Right. There we go. Um, off we season might... content. Yeah. Off season content. In fact, we'll be. I think we're going to be back. Um, I will talk to you off air. Um, and we need to get this done. We've got this quiz um, against <laughs> the Un-American Football Show. Um, it's I keep messaging Nate, um, and oh yeah, we'll we'll do it next week or next month, and let's let's make it happen soon. Um, so um, a couple of a couple of you guys and a couple of their guys. I think Nate and I are going to joint host it. So that that might be the next episode we put out. It might not be. Who on earth knows? Um, Funnily but... enough, Nate WhatsApped me about 40 minutes ago to ask if I could come on his uh, free agency preview show starting recording 47 minutes ago. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll be midway through an episode at this point. Brilliant. <laughs> when you say come, quiz... Come on, I... an American football show. Come on, have a go if you think you're hard enough. <laughs> I thought when you said quiz, you were talking about the other quiz that hasn't happened yet. Uh, that's never happened. Oh, that's, oh, come on. The, the alleged the alleged better quiz that we didn't get given. I would have quite enjoyed his picture quiz. I enjoyed that. Although when you're listening to it, um, whilst <laughs> out, didn't make any sense whatsoever um, when you can't see the pictures. But I, I thought I'd quite enjoyed it. Did done you that. not follow along with the Twitter thread that 
<laughs> they, well, they on, on the WhatsApp thing where he put them through, they all came in in one go, so I didn't know what he was asking next. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, we are an audio podcast. I th- it, it would have worked if you had your phone in front of you, I think. Yeah, I'm but, sure. I, yeah, yeah, I would have enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, that was good. Hopefully, hopefully it might happen next year. Who knows? Um, get your finger out, Craig. And write the bloody thing because I refuse <laughs> to believe that you have. You just you just <laughs> copped out and did a few Google image searches an hour before we recorded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Let's let's get out of here. Um, we will catch you soon. Go well. same time good we've been we've been working on it yeah we we get together just the three of us and practice that yeah (laughs) (laughs) we harmonize live for half an hour a day (laughs) our goodbyes